Well, for our uh, scripture today, I was uh, focusing my thoughts just on, on mothers and everything, and, uh, and there's several we could use, um, but one of the things I do uh, after my mother uh, passed away, I was just taking time to think about um, the gifts that I received from her. And uh, so we have the gifts of the Spirit, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and, and self-control. And there's also a wonderful pa passage in Colossians that I think it talks about the, the gifts. And it says, As God's children, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility, meekness and patience. And this is... Uh, the Word of God for each and every one of us here today. And as we take some time um, <clears throat> just thinking about our mothers today and, and recognizing that uh, they shared their beauty and their grace with us, but also recognizing that I think it's the most difficult relationship we have <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> it's just always complex. And so acknowledging both, but also just really just sitting uh, with the grace with the beauty and some of those gifts that they did share with us. So what are the, the gifts of the Spirit that you might have received, if any, uh, from your mother? So let's just take a, a few moments just to pray and to, to ponder that. So let us pray. Yeah. Anyone else <clears throat> with thoughts on your mother's? Yeah, so, well, thank you for sharing and, and just also prefacing some of my remarks here, just recognizing that even with my own mother, uh, it's probably the most difficult relationship I know I had in my life and, and certainly with Jennifer as well. So, and I think that's part of our maturity, spiritual maturity, is when we can say it was wonderful and it was also really difficult at the same time and just be able to hold that, that tension and, and kind of look underneath the underneath the surface and, and see the beauty and the grace that was shared yeah, as well. <clears throat> and I can also remember uh, just thinking back on my mom, some of the stories, she I didn't know this, but she mentioned that she always had a lot of uh, maybe some fear and anxiety and she worried a lot. And I don't know why I find comfort in, in this particular story, but she said when we were, when my sister and I were growing up, that my dad finally told her with all of her, her worry and anxiety, he said, on Monday night, Sue, he goes, we're going to worry about Craig. And that's all we're going to do all night long is worry, worry, worry about Craig. He goes, and then on Tuesday night, <clears throat> we're going to worry about Becky. That's my sister. And we're going to worry all night long. And that's all we're going to do is worry about Becky. He goes, then on Wednesday night, he goes, Sue, could we just have a little peace? <laughs> so I think that was <laughs> the kind of deal I made. They'd spend one night worrying about each kid, and then on Wednesday night, just have some peace there. And so, yeah, our mothers, like all of us, are just very complex, our, our, our makeup and our character and everything. And as many of you know, this year has been really challenging for, for Jennifer and myself with both of our mothers uh, passing away. And as Jennifer always says, she goes, we lost our biggest cheerleaders in life. We lost our biggest cheerleaders. And with their loss, our old acquaintances, uh, grief and pain, came as uninvited house guests, and they have not left yet. However, their sharp edges have started to soften, and we can start looking beneath 
the surface of our sorrows to the gifts and the blessings that our mothers shared with us. And one of the things I'm kind of grateful for is that we decided to wait for a lot of different reasons to have mom's picnic, which is a service as well, because we can celebrate maybe a little bit more the gifts that she, she shared with us and not have so much of that grief just pressing in on us. But all of our mothers here today, regardless of the relationship that we had with them, all of our mothers were beautifully and wonderfully made and made in God's image. And God blessed them and said, you are good. You are very, very good. And all of our mothers were also very fallible, like all of us as well. And I think these ideal expectations that we place on our mother by society and culturally can be really insurmountable and overwhelming. And I like to say, if those of you who are old enough to remember, I have not met June Cleaver yet. Do any of you know June Cleaver? From <laughs> leave it, I haven't met her yet. And it takes time for us to reconcile our mother's gifts and, our, and her graces alongside her very human flaws. And that's what mature spirituality, I think, is all about, recognizing all the goodness and trusting that, that that's what remains, but also that we are, we are flawed as well. And I trust that our mothers did the very best they could under their individual circumstances. And I pray that we can forgive and that we can understand them as we have been forgiven as well. And so with all that said, Mother's Day can be very complex. It can be a really difficult day and complex for us. But what are the gifts of the Spirit, if any, that we have received from our mothers? And taking time to look at their lives and the things that they have done and looking beneath the surface and that we can acknowledge the, the difficulty but also see the beauty and the grace that they shared as well. And Jennifer and I, we were able to be by her mother's side for the last two weeks of her life. And it was a time of great love and also a time of great sadness. And it was a time of healing and a time of reconciliation. And Jennifer's mom, Grandma Connie, was a lifelong elementary school teacher. And in her passing, I've often thought that her bedroom, her bedroom became her classroom, her final classroom, and we had front row seats. And as her physical body became weaker and she let go of some of that resentment and some of that pain, that, that spiritual pain that she was carrying, the spirit of love just continued to grow within her. And it was indeed a time that I would just call a bright sadness. And as full-time caregivers, we tried to meet Grandma Connie's needs. We shifted her position in bed to make her as comfortable as possible. And we initially gave her water to drink, and then we gave her ice cubes. And then we transitioned to a wet sponge that we placed in her mouth so she could hydrate a little bit. And Jennifer comforted her mother and all that beauty and all that tension that they grew up in, it was just a time of healing where she was caring for her mother, but her mother was caring for Jennifer at the same time. And we transitioned to that, to that wet sponge, and she combed her mother's hair and gave her sponge baths. 
It was just beautiful to be part of that and how tender and graceful everything was. And she also gave her necessary medications for pain. And the two of us, along with our friends and family, we took turns holding her hands and, and sharing those sacred stories and just affirming the life that we shared with one another. And I always remember all the, when the neighbors would come in and friends, uh, they, Connie just thanked each person from the bottom of her heart. And she confirmed their goodness and told them that she loved them. And she was showing us the way of grace as she passed on. And when Connie could no longer walk to the bathroom, Jennifer and I, we cleaned her. And I remember holding Connie <clears throat> on her side while Jennifer lovingly washed her mother. And Connie would look up at me with these, <clears throat> and our, our relationship was up and down and all over the place. And, you know, so we went through it over 30 years, but we came to some peace, especially through her passing. And she would look up at me with these open and tender eyes, and she said, I bet you never thought you'd be doing this with your mother-in-law. <laughs> I bet you never thought you would be doing this. And I said, no. And I, but I said, but I bet this wasn't part of your plan either. <laughs> and she would smile with those puppy dog eyes and say, I love you, Craig. I love you. And she would say, you are the best son-in-law ever. And I knew she meant it. And those heartfelt words were just transformative. And I didn't realize that a very messy an uncomfortable task could be so holy and so sacred. It was just unreal how messy that is death can become and how sacred it is to be present with someone. And I learned that love is so vulnerable and also that we have to trust one another. And I'll be forever grateful for Connie sharing this gift with me and Jennifer and those who came to say, their goodbyes. And I love that verse, maybe my favorite verse in scripture from 1 Corinthians, that love remains where love perseveres. And I found this to be true. And when my mother came to live with us a, a couple years ago, I, I remember tucking her in at night, which was a very, a very interesting reversal of roles. Because I always think back every night when I did that, as a child, that my mom she tucked me in every night, and she'd give me a kiss and tell me that she loved me. And always as she left her room, she would say, don't let the bed bugs bite. <clears throat> don't let the bed bugs bite. And I never knew what those bed bugs were, fortunately. So, <laughs> But she said that every night. And I remember she would get my blankets just right when I was lying in bed and just tuck them all around my body so they were snug and warm. And so over these last couple of years, at bedtime, we reverse those roles. And I was arranging the blankets on my mother's bed, making sure her oxygen was working. And most importantly, I always had to find her TV remote in case she woke up in the middle of the night and needs something to do while she was laying there. And quite often while I was getting everything ready and mom was in bed there, she said, I'm kind of helpless, aren't I? She'd always say, I'm kind of helpless, aren't I? And I said, no, you're doing fine, Mom. And she would say, well, you and Jennifer will never know 
how much I appreciate you doing this for me. She said, I'm so grateful to you kids. And I always held back those tears at night, realizing that our time together was limited. And I would say, I love you, Mom. And she would say, well, I love you too. And then she would get that little sparkle in her blue eyes. And as I would leave, she would say, don't let the bed bugs bite. And just special memories. And our relationships with our mothers are usually very complex. But it's also important for us to take time to think about the gifts of the Spirit, just those lessons in life that we received from our mothers. And when we read the, the sacred story in Scripture, Mother Mary is the archetypal mother. And as her son Jesus was dying, she stood under the cross. And what is she doing standing there? What is she doing? And at first glance, it seems like she isn't doing anything. And Father Roar writes, she's mute. She's seemingly passive. She's overtly doing nothing. But at a deeper level, she is doing all that can be done when one is standing under the weight of the cross. And she is holding the tension and standing in strength and she's refusing to give back in kind all the hatred and the anger that's present in that, present in that situation. And she's loving. She's transforming the energy and the hostility. And she's resisting in a much deeper way. And thinking about Mother Mary, we can have more empathy and, and compassion and love for our mothers when we recognize the weight of life that they had to carry. Because probably we were unaware of it, especially as children. And they were not perfect, carrying all the stress and all the demands of life and, and the demands placed on mothers. And that's okay, because we are all human. And maybe we can just love. We can just love one another. And very much like Mary under the cross, Christ asks us to stand in strength and compassion as well. And we can't stop the crucifixion, but we can help stop some of the hatred and the anger and the bitterness that surrounds it and is present in our world. And my prayer for all of us today is that we can celebrate our mothers, that we can give thanks for the life that they gave to us and shared with us, and with them, may we share a very vulnerable love that transforms our hearts. And may we stand in grace with them. Amen.